number 30 of the Tarn Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, another stacked week of, of joy to be to be had in episode number 30. So, that's, uh, that's as old as us. Three more weeks. Do you know what? Um, I don't know if I mentioned this last time. Do you know the, the actual vet, the, the, the official veteran age for running? It's 35 years old. So, it's funny you should mention that because we were... So, I'm on... Obviously, I'm on the committee with Metro Aberdeen, and we were approached by Scottish Athletics recently, as all clubs were, consulted on it. So the IAAF age for a Masters athlete is 35, but in Scot- Scottish Athletics competitions, they consider 40 still. So Scottish Athletics have consulted the clubs in Scotland and asked for their opinion. Now, I assume Scottish Athletics have communicated this outwards. If not, TRS are breaking news. But um, the vote from the clubs was 60-40 in favour of keeping it at... Um, 40, I believe. So, there you go. So, in Scotland, we're still we're still a wee while off being vets yet, mate. We're still seven years away. But, okay, well, that, that sounds good to us, because that gives us another 15 years uh, until we get to, <laughs> to V40. Um, but, but what about England and Wales? And what, what's their cut-off then? Are they They're, 35? They are 35 in line with IWF, I believe. And so, what, in terms of... The home, so there was a home countries cross country international, and that was this weekend. Yeah. And that was they they had a Scottish team yes. going along with that, and that was from thirty five. That plus. was, that was indeed thirty five. So um, if we take for example, it doesn't really. I mean, it, well, we've taken a result, a great result, yeah. for example. We will get them into the results section. But Michelle Sanderson, Springboro Hires, she was she took gold in the V thirty five category. So, but she couldn't compete at the Masters competitions in Scotland. Which is why, my personally, I was all I was for the, I was for the change, and we as a committee voted, and my my position was I was for the change. I think it opens up more opportunities for runners to compete. For example, you and I in less than three years' time would have an opportunity to run an extra race or a few races every year, and I just think why wouldn't you give more opportunities to people to run? Um, some people say, oh yeah, but it's it dilutes the competition. Well, I don't think so. I think it's a uh, I think it gives more opportunities. Anyway, apparently that's not the way we're going, so... Ah, uh, well, that, that's a shame. Um, well, it just means that we're, we're younger than... When it comes to 35, we're still, we're still in our youth, Tom. Absolutely, yeah. But what I... Uh, I mean, we're, this is... Again, we're starting straight off into a, a bit of a topic, but what is good is it was great the Scottish Athletics were consulting the clubs. I thought that was really great that they were... that they were they reached out and they were taking clubs' opinions and they've looked at that. I'm not sure what they're doing with the with the result. I assume they're using it, but I thought that was very very good, and it's in line with sort of the way they're trying to go about things these days. I understand. Yeah, definitely. So, what else have we got on the show, Tom? Well, not really much. Else. No, well, this week, I mean, <laughs> there's not been many races. We've not been doing very much, so <laughs> it's going to be a fairly a fairly uh, short one, probably. But what what we what we're keen to discuss is the. On a, the subject of Scottish athletics is the news that has broken out this week that Scottish athletics are exploring uh, a potential move away from uh, move away from British and athletics in European competitions. So we can talk a bit about that um, at the sort of front end of the show before we go on to on to race results, which would be good. And, uh, you also got you also got some stats as well, Tom, didn't you? I saw I looked on our our good, our good old Google Drive. Yes, that we, saw that, we share all our, uh, all our all our all our stats <laughs> like that? Some some fit. Oh, I love it. I think it's great. Well done. All that all that work you're putting in, and for for so much for so little return at the moment. Well, but you know, hey, we'll, was, we'll get there. We're gonna we're gonna be just, huge and, and absolutely. I will. So what I can tell the listeners is I, I was I was doing a, a bit of a wee bit of uh, TRS type work and over the weekend. And I was looking at the res- the not the results for once. I was looking at the TRS stats to see how do our how do our week on week how are the numbers looking, which is which is good actually. The last few weeks we're 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 over seven hundred a week, which is good. But interestingly, how do the episodes stack up? So which episodes are people listening to the most? And we've I think we've touched on this before, but we've got to give credit to him. Charlie Bannerman is loved by the TRS listeners. Twelve hundred of you have listened to Charlie Bannerman. That is beyond any other episode. It's uh, 
it's quite uh, it's extraordinary. A lot of people listen to the first episode as well. Sadly, I hope they're not put off by it because the first episode is fairly <laughs> terrible. Eight hundred fifty-five. Yeah, it's high, and oh. then you know it's uh, yeah. big episodes. So it's inter- It's re- I find that really interesting. And what's really interesting is is the, you know, even last week our good friend Cameron Strachan, he's had a big uh, a big listen number. He's the man that everyone wants to hear from. They want to know what the secret is. Yeah, he, he, what he does is he, uh, he, he he keeps refreshing the page and clicking, getting getting more views. He's doing it himself a bit, I believe, or getting other people to boost his uh, popularity, no doubt. Um, what what was what's interesting is uh, remember your your solo your solo debut on TRS, Tom. Yeah, I do. <laughs> lowest numbers, <laughs> lowest popularity rating. Of yeah, them all. It is, well, yeah, it is low. It's very low. Although, yeah, it's it, it just shows every, it shows that everyone's after, everyone wants to listen to me rambling on for, about For the record. Everything, you, every man and his dog. For the record, you're on that podcast. You're on that episode. It's a discussion about nutrition. Oh, yes, yeah, so, uh, maybe that's why you listen. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so before we get on, let's get back on track then. How has your week been? How's your running going? What have you been doing? Well, you, you, you kind of pulled me up on it on Saturday. I went for a nice, easy cycle to the post office to get some fa- fancy cake. And uh, Tom writes a, a fairly insulting comment saying I was a, I was a chub. So, <laughs> but no, I, I, so, no it, was, it was good. I went, what did I do? I did, I did 30 odd miles of, of cycling. And then I followed that by a run straight after after cake, and we cycled back. And then I um, I went out for a little jog. Now, have you, uh, Tom, have you ever done brick runs before? I have. Well, I dabbled with triathlon a few years ago. What What do you think about them? Do you find them easy, or do you enjoy them, or how do you feel when you're doing them? I find you get a bit jelly leg towards the start, and then towards the sort of middle second half of them they're not that bad but I find them I've never really done them hard I've done just a ride and then gone for a sort of hardish run I've never done a hard long cycle then go for a hard run so you know I think they're I can understand why triathletes find them tough it's that jelly leggedness and when you when you transition is is difficult but how did you find it I enjoyed the the feeling straight away the jelly leg feel and then all of a sudden I thought I would get into the my rhythm no, I had jelly legs the whole way, and I was going to do about ten miles. I only managed four, Tom. Oh, I just dear. couldn't. I couldn't. I bonked. <laughs> bonked. What about that cake? <laughs> I see a bonk in a four-mile easy run. I think it might have been the cake, and and the. But I, I don't know what it was. But then you know we we were out for quite quite some time. Uh, mm. I, I say quite some time, an hour and a half. But and then I was like, shit. I've got an 80 mile race to do next week and I'm bonking at mile four of this recovery run I'm meant to be doing. I've got no hope, Tom. I think that's, but, uh, I would have, I mean, it's not something you're doing that often. You know, it's not, your legs are not used to it. When was the last time you were on a bike? It must have been, it must have been quite a long time ago that you were last on a bike. I can't remember. Uh, the the bike, the, the, it was all rusted up. I had to put a new chain on it almost. It was that <laughs> bad, but. Uh, it, was, it was bad, but it was good. It was really good to get out and go for a cycle. And I was trying to hit some of the some of the big climbs. Have you have you gone up the Lord's Rope before? I have. Yes, I have. That's a good ride. Ah, absolutely, absolute name of a ride that one. Yeah. So we uh, we we went we went that we we headed back from um, the back of Benihie all the way through Lord's Throat and then back through to Keeg and then back home to Afford. Uh, but yeah, I did. Trying to keep up with Debbie was was the issue for me, and a nice gentle run, a nice gentle cycle ends up being a, a tempo for Kyle. So maybe that's why I bumped in my four miler. <laughs> maybe. maybe, but yeah. Other, other than that, Tom, like uh, I did an easy run. I did a forty mile run on Sunday and felt quite good. Um, I actually felt that the cycle benefited me. Um, okay. I, I felt you know just not actually doing a session. Or on the Saturday was actually quite good, and I actually did a session on the treadmill on the Friday at, in 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 at work at Aberdeen Sports Village, and I ended up doing four by a mile and um, dropping the pace from I think it was like five five oh two five oh three to five, and then to 
two nice. two miles of subfire So, I mean, it's all it's difficult to tell on a treadmill. Yeah. You, you don't often run on a treadmill, do you? No, I don't. I did during the winter when we had the Beast Fair East, and it was nigh impossible to do anything hard outside. So I did a little bit at work. We have a treadmill there. My biggest difficulty was was how you know how well calibrated are these treadmills. So I actually bought a a wee pod, you know, to put on your shoe, and it tells you your I guess it your your Garmin speaks to it and it works out your what your cadence is and how long you can tell how long your stride is. So it, that got it reasonably accurate. But I know a lot of people run on if they want to do sessions, they they rely more on heart rate on on a treadmill. Well, I was hoping it was accurate because if it was going for sub five minutes, then. Oh yeah, I'm, on a winner. I'm I'm back I'm back in the game. All that all that shit was speaking about my diet and all that is exactly. out the window. And Kyle's back. He's he's ready to ready to take on the the world in terms right. of short course running again. No, he's ready. He's ready for nah. an, he's ready for an eighty mile ultra. Ready for the eighty miles. Eighty one actually apparently. Oh dear, at that distance, yeah. every extra mile just must is horrible. <laughs> I guess so it's another fifteen minutes. <laughs> Cool. No, I hope not. Anyway, but uh, yeah, other than that, like feeling quite good, getting getting back into my groove again, and um, taking today as a Monday, we we're, as we're um, producing the show and taking today quite easy and and just getting my work done. And Tuesday will be a a session. Wednesday will be an easy run. Thursday will be a, a gentle a gentle run. Um, and then rest day Friday and and then Saturday will be the eighty one miles. <laughs> just like so it's that. It's going to be a it's going to be a bumper week for me. I'm going to be hitting 100 plus, I hope. Nice. Oh, well, I think so. You're doing 81 in one day. Going from 20 miles a week to 100. Nice. Good advice. Very good. That's uh, that's good. So, you're so obviously you? leg, your legs are obviously back then. Yeah, they are. Maybe. Maybe. We'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm easy, I'm, I can sometimes forget to... You know, it's easy to say you're, you're getting quicker when you don't race. But, yeah, time will tell, I'm sure. What about you? How's things going with yourself, Tom? Good. So I had a good week last week. I was just short of 70 miles for the week, back in, back in sort of building up again, uh, high 60s, a lot of easy running, throwing some strides in though this week just to try and really inject some life into the legs. And I find that when I've had a couple of easy days, I feel good for it. But then the minute I do anything even remotely quick, my legs feel terrible and heavy the next day, which is fine, just lacking a bit of bounce and, and, fl- and sort of um energy but on saturday i with all these cross countries in mind i did a a five mile tempo on grass around playing fields and i did it without the any splits in my watch just had the watch on on a distance only screen so i had you know no pace just pure effort and it turned out to be incredibly consistent i tried to run a fairly controlled pace ended up doing so the splits were 555 uh, really, really quite pleased with how that went and quite a good confidence booster with this cross-country this weekend in Broxbourne, the East League we'll talk about, and then the East District's coming up because I was a little bit, oh, wor- oh, not, not worried, but I'm a little bit dreading getting that back into that, but I'm feeling quite up for it now, which is good. And uh, yes. apart from that, right. just easy running, you know, just uh, did a long run yesterday with a club. We had uh, the first of our sort of winter club long runs, which is something we're trying to start to get more people out for longer runs and a bit of group running. So we did that on Sunday with a few of the boys, um, lads like Sam Milton and um, Miles Edwards, friends of the show who are running with. So that was good. Yeah, so rounding the week off with a, a cheeky 14-mile run. You had it. You had quite a good mileage last week as well. What were you hitting around about the about 70 miles a week? Yeah, 69. The magic 69. number. <laughs> for you, Tom. Now, I'm just going to... I don't know if you've got Strava, um, and I I, I I I go into Strava now and again, and I, I have you know I, I you know if I'm bored I'll, I'll go on it and check everyone how folk are doing and you know give them some love and uh, yeah just see what everyone's up to and now you've got some cracking pictures on here Tom <laughs> on, on Strava <laughs> on Strava and it's just like if if you are if you haven't followed Tom yet look at his his horrendous picture that he's t- taken of himself that and just the, the, that big cheesy smile of yours tom you're you're, you're just wow you, where, you know where? those annoying insta you know those annoying instagrammers you get and they always just take selfies of themselves you look like you're getting tickled 
There's one of you against the Brand... Is it the Brand... No, is it the Brandenburg? No, it's, it's the Arc de, Arc de Triomphe in Barcelona. Another there one you, you mean, go on. Yeah. Now, look, now, look at that picture, guys and girls, and look at, what, look at what he's doing. He's definitely getting tickled by Fiona. Actually, so Fiona was on a different run. That is the face of someone who is whose wife is, a, is out for a long run, and I've got nothing to do, and I'm still riding on the high of, oh, my God, I've run a 2.30 marathon. That's exactly what ah, okay. <laughs> That is a face of success. Exactly. That was a, that was a run where I thought I'll go out for like 20 minutes and end up. It was really nice. Had a phone on me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm not someone who carries my phone on me usually. But if I'm going, if I'm somewhere, and I have a, a concern that I might get lost, I tend to carry my phone. And I think, do you know, I would take the opportunity to get some some uh, photos from uh, from a Strava as well. Have you got? Uh, have you ever had to use Strava Beacon? No. I've used it on the bike. No, no but not in the have running. You? Yeah. And, and, and what happens then if you use it? Do, does Fiona get an alert saying, help me, I'm, I'm stuck in the Lord's throat? Or what, <laughs> no, she, what can just, she, she can just log in and see where I am. And does she come and rescue? Has that ever happened that you've, you've had I've, to get rescued? No, I've never had to get rescued. I think she uses it to work out how long I'm going to be, so how much more, uh, how much longer she's got to get ready or finish watching whatever TV show she's watching. All right, fair enough. Now, merging into that topic, I've I've got um, a tracker for for Saturday. So if anyone has got oh, nothing yes. else to do, um, you can follow me for eighty miles if you want eighty one miles. Um, it's you've got it's like a mandatory tracker, so it's it's actually in live time. So there you go. Fantastic! I'll be that's on Saturday. Saturday eight o'clock. Right, I would say follow all, but you're going to be out there for what twelve hours. So I'll maybe watch. I'll maybe follow some of it. While we're on the bus on the way down to Broxburn. Now, will I will I do uh will I do what you've just done? Take lots of selfies and yes, please do. Oh, and we can put here's them up. another. We can do here's with, another trail. What we could do with um injecting some life into the old TRS Facebook and Twitter accounts. So that would be great if you can take a nice cheeky selfie. Right, bang on! I'll do that. I'll do you know I'll do a little live video. How does that sound? Oh yes, now you're. I might, I might for so long anyway, but you might as well stop. Not, what's, what's, what's twenty seconds? Uh, there's a guy actually. I don't know if he listens to the show or not, but he's a Metro Aberdeen runner. Shout out Dave to Scott. Dave Scott. Dave, if oh, you're listening, we love yes. your mid-race post. Dave is an ultra runner, and he quite often has a a sort of you know sit to the camera description of how he's feeling and where he is, and it's amazing. It you know the last one on the weekend he was doing. Some escape to Mer- escape from Meridian Ultra, where you've got to basically over 24 hours run as far away in any direction as you can from this from the start of the race, mimicking a prison break. And he he had a series of videos. One he was off, we cracked on. He was all he was all head down getting on. The other one he was uh, getting tough. The other one he was a bit gutted, but still jovial that he'd his ankle had been rolled and he couldn't continue on. The next one he's on a bike and he'd bought a second hand <laughs> bike and he's cruising along on this bike that he was cursing and not happy about and eventually he got to I don't know where he got to Milton Keynes or somewhere and he was in a pub there was a photo of him in a pub with his this piece of crap bike outside the pub and he was basically staying in the pub until someone stole it so Dave Scott David Scott if you I don't know if you can I don't know how you would get hold of him but he's a man to follow he's very entertaining so what you should aspire yeah, to uh, definitely um, we, we need to get him in the show I actually spoke to Matt a few weeks ago actually yeah, I was at an event a, uh, it was a charity event and he was there because um, he organises the Brewdog run as well he does that's right yeah I actually thought he worked for them but he says he just does it as part of, and he also um, he's, a, he's a again the co I think he's the co one of the founders of, of the the Fit Like Joggers as well yeah and they're, they're, they're doing a great a great job and there are a lot of them are going to the the Santa Run. Here's my uh, here's my plug for you. That's all. why you're doing a great job. The Aberdeen Santa Run. So they're all going along to that, and that's going to be their um, their yearly celebration. So uh, yeah, so you, if you do want to, I maybe I maybe get take my my voice recorder with me and my dictaphone and yeah, you should give my cheeky little interview for for the TRS episodes forthcoming. So fantastic. Right, um, well... So anyway, where, where were we, Tom? Now, well, the only reason we're rambling on is really just to, to, to make the time up so people well, don't was, go out for a 45-minute run instead of an hour. Well, before we before we go into race results, one thing 
that we're going to talk about, and we might as well bring it up now, is that the news that has come out this week that Scottish Athletics are exploring, uh, I think independence is probably the best word to look at, or a kind of break away from British Athletics in in terms of European competition. So there was a there's been a, a breakaway state or statement has come out really that they're um, and Martin Rule, the Scottish Athletics chief executive, he said that this has been a topic of discussion by home nations and UK athletics for the past 18 months or so, and that they're exploring the exploring together with other home nations about entering teams individually instead of part of a British team at the European level. So what what's your take on this, Kyle? Um, I don't, I don't think it's a, you know, I, I think the, the, the whole reason for doing it is to increase the number of um, opportunities for Scottish athletes, which for me, I think is a, a fantastic idea. Um, and I mean, like you've, you've already kind of tapped into it, it's not actually going to impact in world or Olympic level competition. Um, so in that respect, I think it's it's a great idea. Um, we know we already we already compete um, separately anyway, so why not do it, you know, as, you know, separately for, as as the home nations, you know, go to the European Athletics Championships as a home nation um, rather than for for GB. Um, I, you know, I, I think we're we're in the you know being selfish about it. We're in the position we're at where we can actually do quite well against. The, you know, at a European level, without having to be be merged as as GB Team GB in the the Olympic stage, um, and I think also not not you know being selfish as well. It, it, would it not also increase the standard for European athletics if you've got more athletes being able to participate in these events as well? Yes, I, I guess it would. Yeah, what's your take on it? I I agree. I think it's. I think I was quite when I first read the headline. I was a little, it sort of it was one of those headlines that you know it was kind of well, that's a, a bit different. And your first thought is, okay, you know, it's Team GB and whatnot, and the Olympics, and you know these sort of you know memories of of Scottish athletes competing for Great Britain at the Olympics, which is which I'm a a big supporter of. But actually, I'm now I'm really I'm really behind it. I think it's great. The Scottish Athletics this um, building a culture of success strategy or strategic document that they produced which I've I've been through today actually it's actually really interesting I'm, I know I didn't read it sooner but they've got they talk about the sort of pillars of success or the the pillars that are going to you know the key pillars of of the strategic plan and it's you know number 1 clubs and pathways number 2 competition number 3 performance environments number 4 partners and commercial and number 5 recreational running and health and when you look at the second pillar competition the, you know, one of the—it's not actually that unsurprising. One of the, one of the, the, the key actions is to, is to look at, um, or or initiatives is is to look at more opportunities for Scottish athletes at, on the international stage, and, you know, to come out of I think something like the European athletics competitions is a, is probably quite a good level at which to do that as a as a first step because, it's a competition that's not, you know the. A lot you you see a lot of big names pass on it anyway, and I think it's it's uh it's really it's still a high standard of athletics, and it's it's a really good opportunity for particularly younger athletes and you know up and coming athletes to get to get that experience that then might give them that next push to to compete at a higher level, say at world or Olympic level. Yeah, I, I agree, Tom. Um... Now I I put out, I put out a little post on Facebook earlier. We we did a TRS and um, we got a couple of comments. Not a huge amount, because it was only a couple of hours ago. But uh, we had Jamie Vernon um, mentioned. You know, he thinks it's we manage other sports at a local country level. So why should athletics be any different? Um, unless you're any good, then we'd you know like to bask in your success. So I, I think um, you know in, in that respect, he's he's bang on. You know, you're, you're actually you are going to create more opportunities in um, you know, rugby, f- football. We, we, so why why not athletics and, and distance running as well? Um, so yeah, no. I, but I also think as well, you know, devil's advocate here. It it, it is an honour to represent GB because it's it is a lot tougher and um, to, to to get into the the GB team depending on what what the 
you know, what type of sport you're doing or discipline of running you're doing. Um, and uh, yeah, I think you know, missing that if we do, you know, if we ever ever did become independent, then then that would be a different story. It would actually impact in, in world and Olympic level. But mm-hmm. uh, I think the the first the first I read this article, uh, it wasn't even this article. It was, I think it was in the Daily, and they never even touched it. I don't even think they on it was only for European level. It was actually including Olympic level. So. Again, it's 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 just interesting when the first headline you get uh, isn't actually what what was what was actually um, told at or, or mentioned at the time. So uh, yeah, I think it's, it's a Other great. Than that, no, it's, it was a great. It's also a great time to. I think it's a great time to really look at that because we've got so many strong, you know, so many strong athletes, and Scotland as a as an athletics nation has enough. For me, you've got. For the full spectrum, you've got world-class athletes. I mean, let's just take let's take Laura Muir, world-class athlete. You've then got you've got athletes who are, and she is someone who you would who you would think is a real favourite for a medal at, at world-class events. You've then got athletes who are who are in the mix, going to get to finals. You know, your Butcherts, your um, uh, your your Jake Whiteman, Jake Whiteman, Eilish, etc. You've then got up-and-coming athletes behind them who are who have real potential, not just maybe, real potential. Gemma Riki we talked about last week, Sol Sweeney. The, you know these athletes are are really coming through, and then you've got the the young generation behind who are inspired. So I think the I think it's a it's a great step. And you know with with Glasgow hosting the European Athletics Champs last year, it's it's all all times really well. And actually for me, it's all part of what as as a club runner and somebody's part of a club in Scotland it's a really progressive time generally for athletics in Scotland and there's a lot of good things happening I think the, the governing body I think they're doing a great job I think they're really really driving athletics forward in the country at the moment it's a really exciting time to be part of it I agree Tom I think um, look at the state of other governing bodies and I'm not, not saying the state but I think they're looking at the, the framework and you know What's happening in Scottish Scottish athletics or athletics in Scotland and going right? We need to follow this. We need to follow this framework. It's working really well. Um, what I'll mention as well is there was an article um, about the three Scottish hill runners in the world top ten. Again, just shows it's not just specifically endurance. It's not specifically just fields. Um, it's you know different disciplines of 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 um, athletics and you know Robbie Simpson, Andy Douglas. Um, Charlotte Morgan are all in the top ten in, in the WMRA rankings at the moment for mountain runs. Um, so, just shows you the standard in terms of Scotland as well. You know, if it comes and we used to, we used to actually have the World Mountain Running Championships, and it was it was a Scot, it was you know representing Scotland. It's now the GB team. Um, so yeah, I mean, it just shows that we we, we can represent uh, in on a world stage. Um, mm-hmm. You know, at Scotland rather than GB, no doubt. So, so there you go. Absolutely. So, so anyway, other we'll, than we'll that, I, I don't. Yeah, I think it will be going forward anyway. So we'll see see how things unfold. Right. Absolutely. So next next thing we're going to talk about is race results. So yes. we we did touch on it briefly. Is we had the Masters Cross Country Championships. Now, where were they? Do you know where they were? They were in England, were they? Is that they, were, right? they were held in Swansea, and actually, so it was a Swansea. A strange, yeah, Swansea. It's a strange one because we've got this uh, the sort of difference in masters. It's the Scotland send what they call the Scottish Veteran Harriers team, essentially, and yeah, so they sent a strong team down to to Wales and Swansea, and and came back with four medals. And the, the the winners of that, obviously, we spoke about Michelle Sanderson of Springburn Hires, who's been a regular mention on on TRS in terms of local results and podium and and those those results. So yeah, well done to Michelle. Um, she took gold in the W thirty five category, and we also had another third successive win for Fiona Matheson, who's a, a fifty five W five. Um, so she's also a, a Hawker Victoria Hires athlete. And um, he also had uh, Alistair Walker of Te- Teviotdale Harriers, who was also shortlisted in the Masters of Athlete of the Year category at the Scottish Athletics Awards. Um, 
And he's also the current World Ten Kilometer Champ at 60 years old. So he also took gold in his age group in Wales. So, well done. Um, Bobby Young was also another Scot who ended up getting on the podium as well. He actually won. The, he's, he's a Clydesdale Harriers athlete, winning the event as an M75 athlete. Fantastic stuff. Fantastic. Moving back... That'll be, us in, a, that'll be us in a few years. Uh, yeah, indeed, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, moving back up north, it was the... We talked about this last week. It was the Fraserburgh Half Marathon and a race that both you and I have, have won. The... That was a... a Metro, I've got to say, that was a Metro Aberdeen domination. When you look at the results, it's just an absolute stream of Metro Aberdeen runners. So, the winner, the winner was uh, our clubmate Jason Kelly in 73.38. Second place, Tom Roach, who we've also talked about, inch trail running. He had a good run, 76.19. And third place was Metro Aberdeen's quickly improving Calm Crawford in 77.16, which was um, strong there. On the women's side, it was another Metro story, Claire Bruce winning in comfortably in 83.49. Second place, Lisa Allen of Fraser Running Club in 88.36 and rounding off the podium in third place was Metro Aberdeen's Hazel Wynas in 89.42 Ucha. Um now uh, I, what's your take on the Fraserburgh half do you like do you enjoy it or what's yeah well, I think it's a great it's a great route it's a great course it's well I think it's a really well organised race great spread and yeah I think it's a it's it's fantastic did, did we have any? Uh, do we know if we had any people nicking all the food again? Without, no, without racing. I'm not sure. We uh, maybe we'll get a rant in this week to see if anyone was doing that. Um, possibly. It's when the food's that good, someone's going to steal it. Oh yeah, definitely. Right. So we also down south. Let's go back down south, Tommy. Go for it. And we had a number of. Um, there was a. I suppose it's like a a trail. Festival of Running at Glentress Forest. Now, have you ever been? You, we, well, we we spoke about it last week. We we had a little party down there. It was a mighty deer stalker. About right. fifteen, what ten years ago, twelve years ago, maybe. Uh, I think it was it was a long about, time. About, yeah, eight to ten years, something like that. Aye, uh, uh, yeah, because it was uh, it was Gash's thirtieth, so it can't it can't have been any more than ten years. I'd make him in his forties. That's right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we. We we had the Glentress. I think the first race that kicked off was the Glentress Half Marathon. Um, now let me. I did have the results all load. Yeah. So here we go. Bill Simmons from Ilkley Harriers, who came first in one hour and twenty-two. I, I believe it's obviously a race, so times are fairly irrelevant. We had Ro, Rowan Boswood unattached one twenty-three. Third was Steve Feltpower. Hill Runners in 125. We then had first lady was Nicola Duncan of Portobello Harriers. He's a fantastic athlete in 1 hour 38. And second was Sophie Noon of Cumberland Fell Runners, 140. And third place was Alison McGill of Fife AC, 143. So that's the Glentress Half Marathon. Then there was a night trail the night trail 10k um that took place on the saturday night kieran ross veteran 40 race fitness was first 40 in 4014 second was alan ramsey of race fitness as well in 4258 mike mcgovern of murfoot was third in 4359 again nicola duncan was was that again um so she came oh. sixth overall and yeah, a double double win there in forty four nineteen for first lady. And second lady was Johanna Ryan for a race fitness, it must be a, a team, I believe. Um in forty nine thirty. <coughs> and third was Rachel Doherty, fifty thirty seven. And then the following again this goes on, they've got a Tweed Valley Ultra the following day. Um, now I'd love to do this race. It looks, looks quite good fun. We actually had uh, one one of my friends from up here who's ever improving, Jamie Pallister. Um, he doesn't actually. He runs for uh, God. I can't remember the name of the club he runs for now. Um, but he's he's taken chunks off his time, and I think he's going to be up there 
I'm I'm trying to help them out with sessions at the moment, um, and he's yeah getting faster and faster. So I'll be uh, looking forward to seeing how he gets on. So we actually had Neil McDonald who won the race in 5:32. Second was James Scott Buckluch, Stockport Harriers 5:38, and third was Elliot Sedman. And we also had Jim Mann, who's uh, he was 15th overall at the UTMB. He was in fourth, so he's getting back into it. So yeah, good good race from him as well. So in terms of the ladies' event, ladies' race, we had Susan Johnston of Christorfin Athletics Club, 6:39, and second was Laura McDonald, 7:04, and third was Saki Nakamura of GSRR in third place, 7:08. My pronunciation was a lot better this year, this this week, Tom. It was, yeah. I think you were you weren't tripped up by any there. That's a that's a big festival running then down at uh, Glentress and uh, around that part of the border. So well done, everyone who ran there. On results, just to jump, just to get a little bit of Scottish news for everyone, we'll jump over the over the pond to the states, where it was on the weekend. It was the NCAA cross country championships, which is a uh, which is the, the college championships over there it was the division one event and i watched it online because it's unbelievable this is a college cross country and it's uh it's hugely supported all these hugely supported huge standard anyway the reason i mention it is that centrally sees jamie crow was running and he was 75th overall in what is a stacked field absolutely stacked so um he was regional i think he was regional athlete of the year or the month in uh, at his college and he was he was representing them in the, at the NCAA, so great to see a Scott in the in the mix at the front of that race. I, I think as well, you know, a, a regional athlete of the year is is, a, is I mean, I, again, I don't know how big the region is, but it's almost a equivalent of a country, you know, yeah. the, <laughs> the regions and where they are. Um, so yeah, I mean, Jamie Crow's, I, I know, his, I think I mentioned this before. I actually knew his dad, uh, Des, um, from okay. my hill running days, and I believe he actually listens to the podcast. So, it? so oh, there you great. go. It's not just. Uh, it's not just me and you who listen and, and your dad. And my dad, so, yeah. You know what, though? I'm, yeah, a, yeah. I'm really I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated by this cro- college cross-country in the States. And I'm actually about 70% through a book called Running with the Buffaloes. And it's it's a book that's well-known in the States. And it's about, it follows the Colorado Buffaloes through a season. And it's when Adam Goucher was in his pomp. And, and it's all, they've still got the guy, this coach Wetmore, who I heard in the commentary on the weekend is still there. Uh, they, they did very well in the women's race over the weekend there, and it's it's fascinating to listen to to hear this sort of team environment and you know very much it's such a close bond they have as a team and it's something I was quite uh, envious listening to it. You know, it's uh, you know uni. Don't get me wrong, I'm, you know running for Edinburgh and you were the same with Aberdeen. It's great banter, but it's not the same. I mean, these are guys who are they've got a real a real squad team identity, and it's I think they I know a lot of people roll their eyes at US sports. But there's something they do really well, and it's—I mean—it's unreal. The, the cross to get a cross country. Imagine going to Busa and getting you know thousands of people coming out to watch it. It's bonkers, absolutely bonkers. Or Bucks, that as it's is, called. That, that is it. Yeah. yeah. And what about uh, a question for you, Tom? Sometimes it makes or breaks a lot of the the, the you know the yeah. some of the kids who come out of school and they go straight into the the US system. It, it does make or break some of the athletes. No. Yeah. Well, might depending what type of person you are, some people are better off to staying in Scotland. What's well, what's your yeah. thoughts with that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it's quite a must be a must be a very intense training environment. I think some people will thrive under that. Some people will will find it too much pressure. Some people will get injured. I mean, one thing that stri- strikes you reading this book, and they're doing big miles. And these these are guys. They've got is it freshmen they refer to them as freshers, I assume, in their first year. And these guys are doing serious mileage, and they just, uh, you know, there's, it just, you know, there's injuries. Uh, quite often, I think it's you're quite, you're still quite young when you go to college, university. So maybe that's why some people don't make it. Also, the other point that was something Alex Jackson mentioned when he was on is not all young athletes come through really well. I mean, look at they talk about Laura Muir is a great example, of someone who was not not at the top of her game when she was saying under 15, under 17, but now she's come through as a senior and she's she's really, you know, she, I mean, we said before, she's world class. So I wonder if that's part of it, that the guys who are, they go into it and, I don't know, maybe they burn out. It's just a burnout job. Or, 
I think he, 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 you know, but the way I see it is they're going in and they're going. It's almost it's not like boot camp from an outside perspective. It almost appears that it, 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 it's going to be hard, and some people just will absolutely fold with, with the pressure and not eating right and mm. you know yeah. racing racing too hard and not recovering enough. And I know it depends, and and it's probably very different in in areas in regions of the US as well, depending if you go to. South Carolina, North Carolina, you go to Colorado, the, 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 you know, the, the values and, and the framework of coaching is perhaps completely different to, you know, one, one area to the other. So I think it, it's probably really important to see what the training is going to look like before you, you go, you go yeah. get involved. Cause, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a big gamble for, for a lot of the athletes, up and coming athletes, but equally it's opportunity as well. Um, but I, you know, I just, think if, if we're doing a good thing in Scotland and you've got the right coach in Scotland and in your area or in your town, why would you want to move? I agree, but I, and I but what I think is, and I know the scene doesn't need to support it better, but I wonder whether more can be done on local at university level and it's on the let's be honest, it's on the university sports clubs to do this, but to promote their sports more. I mean, when I was at Edinburgh, I'll be honest, I couldn't give a I couldn't give a shit about what the uni rugby team were doing, to be quite honest. There's no, you know, there's no real yeah. team come, there's no real uni spirit there. And yeah, as a, as a Harry, I was absolutely loving, you know, throwing on the, the emerald green and getting, you know, your face paint at the, at the Isle of Man and all that good stuff. But there's no real, uh, that identity is just within the club. You, you don't have everyone from the, you don't have the whole school turning out to see oh we want to see how the cross country team get on at the Scottish Unis cross country you know it's, yeah. it's but is not, it not uh, is, is, is it not again is it not an argument to say though if you're you know you're going to Hades or you're going to Aberdeen it's just a piss up yes and that I think that's part of the problem though and it's it's great the piss up is great but I think maybe we're maybe there should be I don't know I get you say that I guess there's some I think that's maybe our experiences may be different to a lot. If you look at, say, the Edinburgh University, I'm fairly sure that at the moment the ladies' team is training sensibly and not out on the piss every night. I mean, they, those are some really, uh, certainly the top ones, they're really, you know, successful athletes at the moment. You look at, you know, girls like Mary McLennan, Steph Pennycook, Anne McFadden, you know, yes, they're students, but they're clearly they're clearly training well. I mean, they wouldn't be operating at the level that they are if they weren't. And does it also, you know, go back to if you go to the US, you can't drink until you're 21. So when True. you get, you know, when people do move away, that they've got the first few years, first couple of years that they're they're not able to go out and party hard, and they've got to really knuckle down and, and do the training. And yeah. by the by that point, they've got a good couple of years under the belt of performance and. And absorbing the, that type of training into their, yeah. you know, into their legs, and um, and then yeah, they, they don't they don't really see the appeal of going out and partying hard. But you know, I, I think I'm, you know, I'm, I I enjoyed my my time at the uni and in the club, and but I, I for me, I, I I it was a missed opportunity. Like if I was in the US and I was brought up in that system, I'd be a completely different athlete now because I would have yeah. I would have peaked a lot earlier and I did bugger all training at uni like I mean I say bugger all I went to the the sessions and stuff but like we got we got a couple of programs and they were like double sessions and I looked at it goes ah bugger that I'm not doing that because I didn't see why I would do that I didn't see why it's is that going to make me faster it doesn't look like it it, nobody really I mean it was in a team environment but there was no individual feedback and there was no one, you know, no disrespect to anyone. It just was like, well, I don't really see the appeal in that. And, but and do not like training, but comes back. Then yeah. To yeah. And coaching. No one, no one ever. Okay. And I wasn't very good at uni. I was running 37 minutes for 10 K, but no one's saying to you, do you know what? If you buckle down, train properly, don't go out every night, you know, go out, you know, think about your nutrition. Yeah. You know, actually a bit of guidance and a bit of work, would help you. I was just me. I was just going down to the meadows and running with a group once or twice a week, and that was it. And then going to a race and then going out on the beers. And it's, I think there needs to be a bit more guidance. When you look at Laura Muir is another great example. She's come through university, taken her studies seriously, and also managed a world class athletics career. I mean, she's obviously got proper coaching and 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 um, you know her coach is 
I think if it's if it's if I, I don't know if he if is it Andy Young. I don't know if he's Glasgow University affiliated or specifically to her or a club, but certainly maybe that's where it's different. That you go to the US and they have their coaching is more set up, and it's funding again. It all comes down to funding. Yeah, no, I think that you know universities are doing a lot more to promote the you know university club sport and and that that includes athletics and and all things athletics, but. You know they've got specific university bursary programs and yeah. the criteria within that and the support network around it. And I know, you know, we we touch upon the you've already kind of touched upon the support network to to build a successful athlete. I mean, again, you do need a support network around you. You know, you need yeah. you need your family. You need if you're a high level athlete, you need physio. You need you know you need easy access to physio. You need easy access to strength and conditioning. If you know, not everyone does, but uh, you need access to a coach. Uh, you need access to, you know, your, your your club mates as well, your friends. You need to almost build a, a network around you that supports your development, and and that's difficult to do. And I think a lot of people get caught out when they go to uni and they, you know, they and they're at school and they've got their club sessions to go to, but the moment they move away, they're like, shit, man, I've got nothing. Where, where do yeah. I go? And okay, there's a club that you can run with, but it's not the same as what I was getting before. So it's it's just, it's almost trying to transfer the, the previous lifestyle or if not build on a, a better athletic lifestyle. Um, yeah. When you do move away, you know, to university or college or wherever you go, regardless of what country you go to as well. Um, but it's a topic we could discuss forever, Tommy. It really is. Because I, I know we jest and we talk about, oh yeah, Oh, we had a date. We're on the beers on the weekend or whatever. But I think it's you know let's let's be honest. You know, I think it's important important to pass a message that you know training is you need you need to work hard. You need to take things seriously, and you can't always just be uh, you know uni. It's there's a lot of people. There's probably a lot of wasted talent. Look at Cameron. We talked about Cameron Strachan last weekend, last week even. Cameron has come back fantastically. But thank God for. <laughs> and for Scottish Athletics that Ben at Ben Ward Run Beer got this bet on with him because otherwise there's a high risk this talent would have been lost you know seriously yeah definitely I mean he, he, I noticed he hasn't given him his £100 like, yet but I think they settled on uh, on his on the Metro Aberdeen membership so so well yes. yeah a big shout out to a big shout out to Ben Ward Run Beer for uh, recruiting you know Chubba Chub to athletic <laughs> champ again so yeah good good effort Ben um, and again even Ben like you know Ben Ben's improved a hell of a lot as well you know, he's a 32 minute guy absolutely now, and before he was he was a 37 guy wasn't he yeah or even, absolutely I don't know um, so you know it's a, a bit of kudos to, to Ben for and this is what this is what we're going back to. Like for me, I mean, I'm I'm going to use me and myself as, as an example, and you're the same, Tom. Like I was running about 34 minutes at, at uni, and and then when I graduated and got a job, and you know, and that Lewis, my, my coach, he he kind of I hooked up with him, um, and you know, got got chatting about the potential um, benefits of, of doing. X, Y, and sessions and the potential um, opportunity if I was to improve. Um, and uh, I, I just couldn't, couldn't believe I, I could improve that much. And, and then two years, three years down the line, I'm breaking my, my half marathon PB by 10 minutes and my, my 10K PB by, from 34 to 30 and, and my marathon time to, uh, you know, it's, it's just the opportunities came too it didn't come too late frustrated that I never believed in myself when I was at uni at the time so mm -hmm. hey fascinating but you're but right anyway. that's, that's something worth uh, certainly worth discussing another time anyway so we move on yeah. we, uh, we're now on running rants now as, after Kyle put out the rallying call last week that we were actually starting to go short you have responded which has been great so we're now stocked up with running rants so big shout out to Campbell Hayden, who is a Campbell's a Metro Aberdeen runner. Actually, Campbell's been in touch, and he's thrown out a rant, which I think is I actually think is it never came to mind, but I think he's spot on. Is he's saying, you know, what do we think about races that put up their prices months in advance to the event to try and entice runners to enter before the price goes up? And he gives an example of the Illuminator. So this race 
the prices went on sale months in advance, or the entry went on sale months in advance of the race, and they had a 25% discount on for the first month or so, and then, say, I don't know, four or five months out, they then knocked that off. Now, in a time where we're talking about races that are selling out really early, I, I think it's, I don't, I know they want to get their numbers up early on, but really, you're looking at, I don't know, people who've, who've paid, paid to run early, had to pull out, and obviously they're not, you know, they're not getting that money back, I guess, and ultimately might have put someone else off who went to find out if the races were, entries were available and it was actually sold out, so, I don't know how I feel about this one. Well, my, 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 uh, back to the Glen Ogle 33, I'm not going to name names, Turn up to the event and, and participate, and I can. I wanted to do it, and I couldn't. I could have had his space. Yeah, that's. I think there's a. It's a difficult one because I get. Don't get me wrong. I get why it's early bird prices and all that is great to get people involved in. In but who's committing to races to local races six months out? I get it if it's a half or a marathon or something that's miles out, but really, like something like the Illuminator, really to commit. Six months out. Yeah, that's that's pretty pretty early. That's pretty keen. But I, I think um, when it comes to like a big, some people's race is actually the illuminator. That's that's their their bread and butter. You know, they they don't they, they don't want to do London Marathon or or a mar- big marathon. That'll, that'll that'll be their 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 a goal. And 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 I think you're you know, when you go, when you go, when you reflect back into what our A goals are, we want to commit to a marathon six months out and we want to put together a plan and put together some um, sessions for that. So, so it, you know, you, you, you've got to kind of almost think about it in a commercial aspect as well. You know, if I was organising a race and you want people to sign up as in early in advance so that you, you secured their money. The other the other yeah. point the other point he makes about the illuminators and I, I didn't read I didn't actually digest the second part of his message. He's also saying that the illuminator their price dropped by twenty five percent a month or so before the race because they hadn't sold enough places obviously, and that's quite poor as well. That if you're offering a late price drop because you haven't sold races and you've got this bulk of people who've entered in the middle who've paid full price, they should be giving that money back. Right, you you could, but then you could go and um, Black Friday sales. You get your Black Friday sale now. Black Friday used to just be a one-day sale. Now it's a whole bloody. It's not even a whole week. It's for two weeks. So you could purchase something at the start of your your two-week Black Friday sale, and then the the time you get to Black Friday, that it's gone. It's even lower than it was. You know, is that not the same thing? Yeah. True. Well, that is a black, that's a specific sale. But if I've said to, if I've committed to a race organizer early enough, and then someone who's coming in last minute, you think it's, you get the same thing, you know. Anyway, I think I yeah. think Campbell's point, I think the general it's, point I agree with is that too often race price structuring is a shambles, and I'm not, I, I think this six month early early bird is. It's a big ask for some races, I've got to say. In a, in a sport where people quite often get injured and it's very difficult to, you know, commit to, every, to so many races. Yeah, I think that's something I'm. I I, I think um I think some races there's there's um you know there's it, it's a commercial view or it's not all races are just club you know club races. And this isn't a club race. This is a this is a business. Um, and and you know if we were met with Aberdeen organising an event, then you know we're making the money's getting fed back into the club. Um, now I'm sure you know the Illuminator does does a great you know does, does a great job for charity runners, and um, I'm sure it goes back to the community. But uh, but yeah, I mean you wouldn't you wouldn't do that for a club race, would you? You wouldn't you wouldn't go. Oh, I'm going to have an early bird for the for the Met Aberdeen 10k, and and then we're going to drop hike the prices up and then we're going to drop them back down because we haven't got enough numbers the, the, the yeah. committee would be up in arms they would be they so, yeah are. anyway would, so, yeah i'm not i'm not so, i'm not targeting the, the eliminator just to be clear i'm not having a go at eliminator specifically i just think 
it's an example of race prices that fluctuate. But that one does sound like a, a particular shambles. I've heard very good things about the race, but the pricing sounds shambolic. I think they need to have a look at that. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, so that was a one running rant. Do we have any more rants, Tom? Uh, no, we've got we've got a couple. I think we'll we'll keep them for next week. We need to. We don't want to we'll <laughs> keep, keep them for keep them for a rainy day. Indeed, indeed. So that really uh, that takes us through to sort of news. Now, last one last week we talked about the Pile and Endeavour, which was a, an event or a challenge that Paul Giblin's Ultra Runners running team were doing, and they have only gone and done it. Now I understand they were just outside the 24-hour mark. So these are a group of guys who are looking to run. Was it out and back in the West Island Way in less than 24 hours? Is it really? That's right. It was. Yeah. So uh, I mean, they're they're not just any runners. They're the top class ultra runners. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Really good. Really good to see them smashing it. Really. I mean, 24 hours to be it twice is bloody bloody phenomenal. Even in a relay. So. Um, but yeah, they raised a hit. I don't know what the the end. Um, result in terms of, of fun fun fundraising they, they achieved but i think it was a fairly phenomenal phenomenal amount and um, which is still donate you can and um, all you have to do is uh, go to the just given page and search for pylon endeavor um, and you'll be able to see uh, you'll be able to donate from there so yeah really really good to see them doing so well and um a number of them were were racing paul giblin james paul giblin three times west highland way champion three times west states western states 100 top 10 uh james stewart oh. uh he's the gb 24 hour athlete john conley devil of the highlands winner second at the highland fling uh this year and graham conley kintyre way winner marco consani lakeland 100 winner gb 24 athlete um Chris Kiley, who uh, got in touch, he's uh, Hardener's 160 winner. So that race I'm doing next, on Saturday, he did the he did one of the one of the series early on this year, okay. and he also he also podiumed at the Glenmore 24. Rob Turner, 100 British 100k champion, GB 100k athlete of this year as well. So uh, big shout out to Rob because he's always listening to the show, and uh, yes, I think yeah. it'd be good, it'd be really good to 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 hear from Rob actually. So. Well, maybe uh, maybe get him on the show if he's keen. Um, maybe message him and see if we can if That'd he if he if he wants to do that. We're not not forcing anyone to come on. And uh, yeah, and, and right enough, the team was Owen Lennon, uh, who's also an Irish national mentor runner. Uh, so yeah, really strong group of guys going for the the sub twenty four hours. So and, we and have they weren't to go, far go off. Next year, guys. They, but they nah, weren't far off. Twenty four hours, six minutes. Well, you, you need to you have to go and do it next year. Absolutely. Maybe you should get involved. Track maybe it. see if they. Maybe you can. Uh, you can uh, see if they if they're interested in getting you involved. But they were. I've just seen on their one of their sites that they've raised over at the last. At, this is yesterday. They've raised over nine thousand pounds. So fantastic effort. Right. Oh, hold on. Yeah. I've got uh, ten thousand pounds here. They've raised ten thousand pounds. Oh wow! You're you've got a more up to date news post than me then. I'm just I'm just going on to the just given page. So there you go. All right, so okay. there's that's incredible. Well, well done, guys. guys. Well done. Four four hundred percent above the target. So they two thousand five hundred is what they were looking for. So, excellent. Yeah, I'll be. Yeah, definitely need to get them on the show. Uh, excellent. Okay. Other than that, we there's a few races coming up this week. Tom, isn't there? Not a huge there amount, is. but no, it's a weekend um, of of league cross countries. That's right. So this weekend we've got the East District, the East District Cross Country Race, and it's in Broxburn. That was the District Championships last year. Is that right? No, that was Livingston. Ah, okay. Well, just shows you how 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 I've been off the off the mark for a while. <laughs> yes. And then we had the yeah, then we had the North District Cross Country League in Thurso. Now that's a that's a balls of a course that. It's in, a it? mirror, it's in the mirrors, Thurso mirrors, and it's bloody Baltic, and I'd imagine it's going to be like that again this weekend. So, good luck to the Northerners going up to Thurso. I hope you have, I hope you have a great day, and you you, you bring yourself a flask of soup. Did you discuss? Did then, you describe that? I, sorry, just interrupt there. Did you describe that as a balls of a course? I've, 
Yeah. That's a that's a description I've never heard used for anything, let alone a cross country course. But I like it. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you. Well, there you go. We can we can start the trend then. Right. <laughs> and then finally, there's a Dumbartonshire Cross Country League in Ballast Castle. That sounds a lot more appealing than a moor. It does, yeah. It sounds very quite quaint and romantic. One other cross-country race we've got this weekend, which is a slightly bigger event, is the British Cross Challenge in Liverpool at Sefton Park, which is on Saturday and is forming the Eurocross Trials. Now, we've got a couple of Scotland teams going down, well, we've got a few Scotland teams going down in various age groups, which is great, and hopefully some of them are going to be in contention for for European spots at the, the Euro Champs in December. So in the senior men's team, we've got Luke Trainer, Adam Craig, Andy Douglas and Lachlan Oates. It'll be really interesting to see how, how they go, particularly Adam Craig, who's been on fire over 10k this year, um, and Luke Trainer getting really stuck back into some cross-country. Under 23s on the men's side, Ryan Thompson of Campus Lang, Alex, Alex Carcass of Edinburgh AC, James Donald of Dundee Hawks, and Jacob Adkin of Keswick. Under 20 men, Freddie Carcass and Joe Arthur of Edinburgh AC, Cameron Wright of Kilbarkin AAC, and Tristan Reese of Fife at AC and Glasgow Uni. On the women's side, really strong senior women's team, Mary McLennan and Steph Pennycook of uh, Edinburgh Uni Heron Hounds, and Morag Miller of Central AC. So really, really strong uh, three there, and hopefully they'll um, be in contention, certainly for, for those Euro spots. Under 23s, we've got Megan Davies of Sale Harriers and Zoe Bates of Edinburgh AC. And at under 20, we've got Anna McFadden of Edinburgh Uni Heron Hounds as well, Kerry McCangus of Kilbarkin AC. Constance Nankavell of East Sutherland and Edinburgh Uni. So good luck to all the Scottish athletes who are going down. Look forward to keeping an eye on those those results over the weekend. And fingers crossed we've got a few a few of you making those uh, European selections. Yeah. So I am, uh, so, other than that. Well, so I'm going to be so week ahead, and I'm going to be lacing up this weekend at Broxburn, and I'm 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 now quite looking forward to it. It's going to be a, a real re- baptism of fire. I think getting back into the the short, sharp racing, but I'm I'm looking forward to that. It's like it's like eight and a half k, so that'll be good. How about you? What have you got on this week? Ah, uh, nothing, nothing at all. Just an eighty miler. Just, uh, just an eighty miler. Fun and games. Very nothing good. to write, nothing to write home about. You know, it's just for, a just a quiet week. I'll look forward to debriefing that next week. I tell you what, I've also got actually this week. I know a lot of running clubs are doing this. It's our it's our AGM tomorrow. The Metro Aberdeen AGM, so yeah, that's uh, something yeah, the big guns fighting, fight, fight, the big guns fighting out for top honours. They are, yeah. We've got a, a, a sort of showdown between two, so I would say, uh, founding members, older members who are shooting down again for the chairman chairman position. So that'll be interesting. Well, there we go. So well, I mean, and again, Tom, is this going to be your your tenth? Your tenth year as 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 club captain. This will be my. We, we, we hope so. So I'm running fourth term on a post. It's getting uh This will this. I've said I said this last year, but this needs to be the last year. This needs to be the last time now. <laughs> Someone else needs to take over. Uh, you you've just got the gift of the gab. No one else can. Is there anyone? I mean, I don't know how much you can reveal on on TRS, but do we have any? Uh, do we have anyone fighting for your position or? And I don't know. You. No, no one said so. I, there's a couple of guys I think will do a good job next year. So hopefully they'll they'll have a have a shot at that. But uh, got, yeah, got big big boots to 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 get into them. Rubbish. I enjoy doing it, but it's, I I've got to say I know a lot of you know we listen, we talked to Alex Jackson and actually that's something I wanted to mention as well. Alex Jackson, who's been um, he's been given a a huge award by Sports Scotland last year. He's actually been given a lifetime achievement award in volunteering now that's someone who you know when i spoke to alex and you know that's someone who really it's a really inspiring person in terms of getting into athletics properly and really working with the club volunteering and contributing you know it's more than being part of a running club for me is more than just uh, occasionally pulling a vest on and running and everyone has different amounts of time and different times of their life but i'm a i think if you're a club member you should you know get involved that doesn't necessarily mean running on the committee that can be you know volunteering at races or or going along supporting when races come locally or you know it's it's a real 
it comes back down to the Scottish Athletics drive to, you know, to deliver this, was it culture for performance or I can't quite remember their slogan, but yeah, clubs are clubs are the base of athletics in Scotland, and I I really enjoy being part of the club and enjoy being part of you know involved in the club. So um, yeah, anyway, I just wanted to say that well done, Alex. I know I think Alex listens, um, so if you are, congratulations. It's very well deserved. Yeah, absolutely, Tom. You said it perfectly. Yeah, well done, Alex. Really good to see um, you rewarded so highly. So fantastic. Okay, so other than that, Tom, I think that rounds off the episode number 30. It does, yeah. Dirty 30. So, the Dirty 30. So, uh, talking about that, we've got a special birthday coming up next month, so we'll, um, we'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll have a couple of uh, a couple of birthdays in terms of episodes uh, that we mentioned. We've got yeah. a, a few uh, a few runners coming, coming along and we're just going to chat all things running and Hopefully there'll be less waffling from us and more more actual um, opinions yeah. being being given to to the to the listeners of TRS. So it should be exciting. So listeners, um, that, so, so that's that, a good. So that on that point, that's a good point. We've got we're we're going to have a bit of a discussion on a few subjects in athletics review of the year with a lot of of uh, local runners, some of whom you'll know through the show, some of whom you'll know, you know, because of who they are. So. If you've got any subjects you'd like us to discuss or hear some opinions on a bit of a debate, send them in because we're starting to have a think about what we're going to discuss. And if you want to get that across, feel free to our Twitter account. We've got, um, it's at Tartan Shorts. Our Facebook accounts um, need to be revived. So feel free to contribute to any opinions, comments, news, anything at all that's going to um, be of interest in the running world. And that's face, yeah, the Facebook account, Tartan Running Shorts. Good, um, I say Google it, Facebook it, and you'll Facebook search it, and you'll find us. Like <laughs> our page, and you'll, you'll, you'll hear all the rants and the ramblings for forevermore. And uh, finally, you can also get us on Tartan Running Shorts at gmail.com. Indeed. So there we go. That, that's us for the day. Now, I better go and have some dinner, Tom. I'm starving. Yeah, me too. I can, and and uh, I've got some pumpkin soup and some, some tiger loaf to, to get my teeth into. So I better Enjoy go. Enjoy that. We'll speak to you next week then, listeners.